United we can, together we stand, and we stand together as a people of faith, recognizing perhaps that God speaks to us in so many different ways. As you'll hear in our gospel reading, uh, the people of uh, Jesus' hometown couldn't figure out where God was, even in Jesus. So we come together as people surprised, united, and together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. And with your spirit. Sometimes in our own division, uh, we are uh, perhaps sow the seeds of discord by not recognizing Christ's presence in our own midst and recognizing or not recognizing the many surprising ways that Christ has made manifest to us. For those times that we fall short in doing so, we ask for the Lord's pardon and forgiveness.
And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. O God, who in the abasement of your Son have raised up a fallen world, fill your faithful with holy joy. For on those you have rescued from slavery to sin, you bestow eternal gladness. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever, let the church say, Amen. 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 A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. 
As the Lord spoke to me, the Spirit entered into me and set me on my feet. And I heard the one who was speaking say to me, Son of man, I am sending you to the Israelites, rebels who have rebelled against me. They and their ancestors have revolted against me to this very day. Hard of face and obstinate of heart are they to whom I am sending you. But you shall say to them, thus says the Lord God, and whether they heed or resist, for they are a rebellious house, they shall know that a prophet has been among them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. are fixed on the Lord, pleading for His mercy. of the arrogant with the contempt of the reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, that I, Paul, might not become too elated because of the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, 
an angel of Satan to beat me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I begged the Lord about this, that it might leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. I will rather boast more gladly of my weaknesses in order that the power of Christ may dwell within me. Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutors, and constraints for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. with you and with your spirit a reading from the holy gospel according to mark jesus departed from there and came to his native place accompanied by his disciples when the sabbath came he began to teach in the synagogue and many who heard him were astonished they said Where did this man get all this? What kind of wisdom has been given to him? What mighty deeds are wrought by his hands? Is he not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, and Joses, and Judas, and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his native place and among his own kin and in his own house. So he was not able to perform any mighty deeds there apart from curing a few sick people by laying his hands on them. He was amazed at their lack of faith the Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now, who does he think he is? Who is this guy? Does he think he's better than us or something? 
We knew him back when. We knew him back in the day. You know, it's funny. If, uh, the culture I come from, which is kind of Hawaiian culture, we, had a, we have a crab in a pot syndrome, right? Where somebody kind of gets like they're, they're doing better than everybody else. We call them high mucka mucka. That's Hawaiian for high mucka mucka. So, <laughs> so hey, you understand what I'm trying to say. So, you know, so even back then, people had an issue when someone came back home and they was all this, that, and the other thing. Because, you know, hey, we knew him back in the day. So Jesus goes back to his hometown in Nazareth, and he's accompanied by his disciples. And it was his, uh, the right of any devout Jew. He gave the homily in the synagogue on the Sabbath. Now the townspeople were amazed, and they were astonished at the wisdom that he spoke and, and the power of the miracles that they had heard that he was performing. And they were even more amazed because they thought they knew who Jesus was. Hey, isn't this the carpenter, the son of Mary and Joseph? And they knew all his relatives. They grew up with him. And because they thought they knew him, they refused to accept him. They saw the outward Jesus, but they couldn't listen, and they didn't listen to his words. They had made up their minds a long time ago about Jesus. So many people in our own society have made up their minds about Jesus and presume that what they know about Jesus is the whole story about him. And that what they reject is often not the real Jesus, the Jesus of the Gospels, but some distortion that has found its way into their thinking. They don't hear the message because they're blinded by the familiarity of the person of Jesus. It's a perfect example of that saying that familiarity breeds contempt, not just boredom, but contempt. You know, we're, we're all that much different from the people of Nazareth, right? Uh, the same thing happens to us all the time. Jesus is constantly speaking to us through the people we know, through things that happen to us, through situations in which we find ourselves. Again and again, we fail to recognize his voice or his message because maybe he's speaking to us through someone we don't know very well or somebody we can't stand or someone who's a total stranger or a total foreigner or some situation situation uh, that uh, we thought we knew pretty well but were unable to see the subtleties of Christ coming through to us. Because of their blindness, we are told that Jesus wasn't able to do any of the great works in his own hometown. Have we also blocked out Jesus' love and healing power because we've refused to recognize him in a particular person or situation? Yes, it was precisely through this person or experience, perhaps, that Jesus was trying to reach us. Now, Jesus now makes this sad comment on his own townspeople. He goes, a prophet is only despised in his own country, among his own relatives, and his own household. So while Jesus and people in other places were greeting Jesus with enthusiasm and hung on every word of his, and his own town people, his own family just wrote him off and treated Jesus with a, a full dose of cynicism. And that's one of these things that if you're a prophet, you're going to experience that. That's just what prophets, that's what happens to prophets. So in a strictly biblical sense, a prophet is a person who's been commissioned to proclaim God's message, to call God's people to accept God's word, to urge them to change their lives and base those lives on truth and in love. So traditionally, both prophets in the Old Testament uh, and in the New Testament and the long history of Christianity 
have been often met with resistance and hostility and even very violent deaths. A good many of uh, our, uh, our martyrs have faced those kinds of deaths. Do you have one example of that? Think of the prophet Ezekiel, who speaks to us in that first reading. He'd been called to proclaim God's message to God's people. God doesn't promise Ezekiel easy time. He didn't promise him a rose garden. I beg your pardon. He said, I'm sending you the, to the Israelites, to the rebels who've turned against me. Whether they listened or not, this set of rebels shall know that there is a prophet among them. So strange that, uh, that message is urging truth, Injustice and love and freedom and peace aroused such opposition and such hostility and such hatred and such violence. But even it happens to this very day. Because in many parts of our world, words like truth and justice and freedom are seen as dangerous and threatening. Strange as it may seem, there are people who don't even want to hear them. And more Christians have died for their faith in these enlightened civilization, civilized times than in any other. Think about Martin Luther King, who died for promoting the equality of all human races, irrespective of race. Mahatma Gandhi died because, as a Hindu, he was friendly with Muslims. Bishop Bosco Romero died because he denounced the exploitation of the poor. And this list can go on and on and on. And here's something for us to remember, that all of us need to remember. Each and every one of us, because of our own baptism, have been called to be a prophet. We've all been called to spread the message of the gospel in our families, in our workplaces, among our friends, and in our society. And that may come as a surprise to some of the people that we encounter who wonder where do we get such wisdom or such faith on our part. Whatever is happening, we have to be ready to proclaim and defend truth and love and justice and freedom and people's rights and dignities. There are some things in our own world and in our own lives which we cannot compromise. There are some times that we just can't keep silent. An example of that was uh, last Sunday when some of us gathered over at uh, Elmhurst Park in Deep East Oakland off of uh, 98th and B to stand up against the violence that some of such, has been such a part of our East Oakland community. And then, of course, today on the 4th of July, we celebrate the promise of the potential, the capacity for growth, the development and change that's within our power uh, to bring here in the United States. But we know that that just uh, has, not been has not come to fulfillment. This whole national project uh, in 1776 of freedom and justice and equality is work that's tremendously left, tremendously left undone. It was put into place by flawed people and continues to be carried out by flawed people with the hope that somehow the promises of faith will allow all these things that our forebearers meant to have in place come to fulfillment, if not our responsibility, certainly those who succeed us as well too. There are also times that when we're afraid or when we feel incompetent or inadequate. We can take courage from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians that we heard as well to today. Now, I don't know what kind of painful handicap he must have felt, but there was something that was going on in his own body where he felt that he was prevented from preaching the gospel effectively. So he begged God to take away that affliction from him. And you know, the answer to his prayer was surprising. He was told that God's power was working through him, and it shined more through him, even through his weakness. So Paul, in that reading from Corinthians, accepts all his weaknesses, because then Christ's power and light shine more clearly through him. That is why, Paul says, I am content with my weaknesses, 
and with insults and hardships and persecutions and the agonies I go through for Christ's sake. For it is when I am weak that I am strong. Now that's the voice of a true prophet. He's just this fragile vessel of clay. So let's not be too discouraged by our own shortcomings, whether it's spiritual or psychological or social or physical. Jesus wants us to be his instrument. He will stand by us and give us whatever we need when we need it. And when Christ and his message are accepted with open arms by any society, we can both praise God for that and at some level be slightly skeptical and wary about the genuineness of what we proclaim, knowing whether or not we're, we're sugarcoating it or whatever we're doing. But whatever it is, may the Eucharist we now share give us the insight and the ability to discern the difference. Amen. We know that God can do what we cannot. Therefore, we offer our petitions for our sisters and brothers. That the prophetic voice of the church may never cease to proclaim the saving cross of Christ. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers. That the religious freedom our country was founded upon may be cherished and preserved. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers that the arms of the rich may embrace the poor and the feet of the wayward may find safe return. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers. For our nation celebrating Independence Day, may we live the Christian ideals on which it was founded and may we remember our dependence on God. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers that all of us may recognize Christ when he comes here to teach and heal. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers. For our beloved dead, that they may be with the Lord, and for the intentions of this Mass offered for Father Eris Martin, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers. For our own personal intentions, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers. All-powerful God, your might shines through our weaknesses. Show us your mercy and grant what we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let your church say, Amen. 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 Jesus. 
Pray, my sisters, and pray, my brothers, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May, may the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of God's name, for our good and good of God's holy church. Amen. May this oblation dedicated to your name purify us, Lord, and day by day bring, us, uh, our, bring our conduct closer to the life of heaven. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. And let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just. It's our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For out of compassion for the waywardness that is ours, he humbled himself and was born the Virgin. By the passion of the cross, he freed us from unending death, and rising from the dead, he gave us life eternal. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts of powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim. Oh, God. 
You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith. Save us, Savior of the world, for by your cross and resurrection, you have set us, you have set us free. Save us, Savior of the world, for by your cross and resurrection, you have set us, you have set us free. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Michael, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with the Blessed Apostles, and with all the saints who will please you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to sing. Give 
Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be freed from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, the glory are yours forever and ever. Amen. For the kingdom, the power, the glory are yours forever and ever. Amen. And Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. And let us offer one another a sign of peace. 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 Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, Lord I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be
we can't do nothing until we hear from you, Lord. For you are so unworthy to even call your name. So please, 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 Lord, hear our prayer and don't let our coming be in vain. If everybody 
everybody was like Eris. What a wonderful world this would be. Was like Eris. What a wonderful world this would be. Come on, everybody, sing it with us. Everybody was like Eris. Remember that St. Benedict's is your home away from home. Amen. God bless you. Grant, we pray, O oh Lord, that having been replenished by such great gifts, we may gain the prize of salvation and never cease to praise you. Through Christ our Lord, and let the church say, Amen. 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 Choir, thank you as well. Leonard, thank you as always for your leadership and uh, from Maurice and Clayton and Yvonne and Wandra and Aaron and, the, and uh, uh, Sally and uh, Dr. Clarence. Uh, thank you, as always. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. And, and uh, of course, uh, Judy, you, uh, you always come through. You always come through, so I'm very grateful, Judy. Thank you. And, of course, the Deke is always coming through. And without any of this, without any of this, without Romel, none of this would ever happen. So we're just really grateful for Romel. So thank you. Thank you. Um, as you just heard in, in the last song, that uh, this weekend will be uh, Father Aris Martin's, Martin's last weekend here. Uh, if you're watching this in the morning, which I, why is somebody calling me right now? Good grief. Will they get, oh, goodness. Ugh. So if, if uh, you're watching this at about 8 o'clock or 8.30 in the morning, and you haven't had breakfast, and you want to have some good Filipino food, uh, come on down, you know, with the Mass uh, today. Uh, Father Aris and I will be presiding. Deacon will be here as well. And, we're, and Father Vince, we're just going to say a goodbye to Aris. Aris has completed his doctorate degree in sacred theology, uh, and he'll be going back to the Society of Divine Word, which is his order, uh, his order seminary in Epworth, Iowa. <laughs> so we got a Filipino lunch for him uh, because... We don't know when he's going to get any more Filipino food, you know, <laughs> in Iowa, right? But with all kidding aside, he's just been an absolute blessing to have 
over these past number of years. He's been wonderful to live with. Just one of the most chillest dudes you'll ever meet. Uh, very accommodating, uh, good-hearted person, deeply spiritual, smart as a whip. The guy, dude is smart. And so we're just, we, I, we will deeply miss him here at St. Benedict. I'll miss him tremendously uh, here at, uh, at St. Benedict. I know that there are folks within the Filipino community in the East Bay and the Diocese of Oakland. He has made so many friends here in the Filipino community. All the Filipino priests uh, in the diocese just love to have him over at their parishes. So he will be profoundly missed. And again, if you're, if, if you're not doing anything at 11 o'clock today, you're certainly welcome to join us as we wish our formal goodbye to Eris uh, and then have a reception afterwards. Uh, he's going to be returning to Iowa uh, on the 14th of July. He'll be driving back to Iowa. So I hope the brother like corn. <laughs> but we do miss him. And we uh, extend nothing but blessings and best wishes on his success as he goes back as a professor uh, for his seminary uh, in the, the Order Seminary in Iowa. Very good. Amen. Amen. Let's see. Uh, what do we got going on? Oh, we, of course, we have our parish picnic, which is going to be next, next weekend. Uh, and we invite you to be, that's going to be at, of course, uh, San Leandro Marina, as it's always been. Uh, you were able to see on our website, or, or if you're receiving our flock notes, uh, information about that. And if you need to have any further questions, you're certainly welcome to email or contact us through social media. Uh, the uh, Knights of Peter Claver, uh, Father J. Matthews Council 336, Six is its uh, fish fry at the end of this month, Saturday the 31st, I think it is. The, uh, yeah, July 31st. 31st, right, yeah. So we invite you to be there. You, you, will, you will have no better a meal uh, than a fish fry done by uh, our wonderful council. So please join us as well, too. Uh, are we, uh, for those of you who are celebrating birthdays, we ask God blessings upon you. So we, uh, Heavenly Father, whoops, I don't need to use my glasses here. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for the blessings you bestowed upon all those who are celebrating birthdays. We give you thanks for the gift of life. Embrace them with your love and surround them always with the goodness and care that comes to you from your Son. May they continue to be always grateful for another day of life. We ask us through Christ our Lord and let the church say, Amen. Amen. Happy birthday to And for all of you who are celebrating anniversaries, we ask for God's blessings upon you as well, too. Almighty and gracious God, uh, you make promises, us, promises to us in our own lives. We make promises to you. Others make promises to others, and sometimes we make promises to ourselves. Lord, for those times in which we acknowledge uh, commitments that are made, we pray your blessing upon those dates and times with which we celebrate and, and remember in a specific fashion. Bless those who are celebrating anniversaries. May they continue to live on the commitments that they've embraced. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Let your people say, Amen. 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 Very good. Anything else for the good of the order, good people of God? Be cool. Please stand. Or if you're sitting with your latte in your hand, <laughs> please stand carefully then and you do that. The Lord be with you. And, and with your spirit. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go in the peace of Christ. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God.